And so it begins. And I will start. Hello and welcome back to Never Made Varsity episode. Who knows, honestly? Yeah, who's counting? I think uh, Wooshka is counting, but I'm not. Anyway, my name's Colby. You can find me on Twitter at Colby Complains. All one word. Give us a rating and a review on iTunes. No. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't someone give us a five-star rating and said two stars? Adam. It was was definitely Adam. Adam. He said one star. (laughs) One star. (laughs) And gave us a five-star rating. Oh, good afternoon, morning, night, whenever y'all are listening to this. My name is David Rivero, um, and you can find me... As of right now, on D underscore River underscore O on Twitter, um, that's probably going to change <laughs> by the end of this week. Are, are the students learning? No, I just, I am, it's annoying to me to have a private Twitter, so I'm going to turn my current Twitter into a burner and then make a new, like, ha, I'm a real person Twitter. <laughs> So that's going to be what's going to happen. And then the one that I have now, I'm just going to transition into um, like a – that's going to be my private like kind of tweeting out whatever I want. <laughs> so what it is right now. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna be what it is right now, but I'm just going to rebrand it as to – so it's not associated with like, the name of David Rivero. I tweet too much like – Reckless. Reckless stuff on that Twitter <laughs> account. So I need to like tone it back a little bit um, on my normal account. And then on that account, I can just keep all my my stuff. Um, I've thought about also making a like burner account f- just to tweet about sports because I've because I know that I tweet a lot during game like Panthers games and Tar Heel games. Um, I tweet a lot and it like clutters everyone's feed. So I'm thinking about like, Hey, if anyone, like, I'm just going to, I don't care if anyone follows it, I'm just going to tweet it into the void. But if people want to hear my ramblings uh, like about it, then they can follow me where, where it is. See, I, I'm wondering if we should start like live tweeting from the podcast Twitter. You think so? Well, none of us run it. So I don't know how that would really be possible. Well, yeah, we need the ghost that runs it because we don't, because we don't have an intern anymore. We like, oh, we dropped her. <laughs> oh, I thought. Well, I mean, oh, I guess you're still around her, so she can still be the intern. <laughs> R.I.P. Don't kill you me. You should also make a finsta. I, will I have never a finsta. make a finsta. <laughs> I don't really use it, but I just put random stuff on there. But how how do y'all feel about that? As we have a show meeting during the podcast. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about it now. I mean, yeah, sure, we should tweet out about it. I I just can't personally. Tweet out from it because I'm going to say something that's like out of pocket or something. <laughs> well, I like the idea though. Sure. What just of a finsta? Oh no no no! no. Of tweeting out from the tweeting out during a, like live tweeting a game from the Never Made Pod Twitter account. Yeah, I mean. I don't think it's a bad idea. I also think we should have a show Finsta, like how Brighton's house has a Finsta. Yeah, like talking about like all the, the troubles of recording. and. Yeah, I'm following you all on Finsta right and... now because I'm going to start using my Finsta again. So, yeah. Who's well, I next? Guess, <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess it's t- my turn. I, I forgot <laughs> about that part. Um, hi again. Happy time of di- day. My name is Maverick. You can find me on social media at heartbreak underscore underscore kid. And my name is Aaron, and you can find me on Twitter at Aaron P. Friedman. Two weeks. It's been a minute. Are you quitting? You're giving us your two weeks notice? Yes. This is my last episode of the podcast. I don't know what we're going to do without you. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to have to find a new Colby. I don't think that's possible. There's only one Colby Waddell. Aw. Aw. Thanks. Aw. <laughs> it's an avocado. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> you are our avocado, Colby. <laughs> that makes me feel so loved. <laughs> um, so how have y'all been the past two weeks? 
Lots been going on, sports Every, wise, just life. Yeah, everyone's getting sick. Like they like it's getting like this whole like flu season has been so bad that there have been school systems that have closed because so many kids are sick. And so um, our school has had a really high number of people, or at least there's this county has had a really high number of sick kids. So it's I'm just trying to stay healthy. The fact I haven't gotten it yet. So I've been sick, but I haven't gotten like the the sickness. <laughs> so holding out. I'm With- just glad I'm not at school anymore, so I can't get the Carolina fever. Is that what I just called it the plague. I call it the I plague. I just call it two day sickness. Most yeah, people call it the, the plague. I yeah. forget who I heard Carolina fever from, but it's That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I like think of that. I think it might have been Audrey. It, it would be Audrey, wouldn't it? <laughs> I miss Audrey. I never see Same. her or hear about it or like hear from her. She's in Nashville. Oh, nice. Hey, to Nashville things. We um, out here. Yeah. Shall we get into it? Oh, wait. We got a lot. Aaron, talk did about. you say who you were? Yes, I did. Okay, then let's get into it. Uh, <laughs> Super Bowl. The one word bland that's it yeah i i couldn't even be upset that the patriots won because it was so boring <laughs> i was just like all right well time to sleep <laughs> mav you were the closest with the score <laughs> what was your prediction oh i said they were gonna win by 17 but they ended up winning by 10 oh yeah you were close Like Still. I said, and I, and I knew it was the inexperience. I thought of the Rams and Jared Goff and staff that was going to be the downfall because you can't give Bill Belichick two weeks to scout against you. Well, not only that, but I mean, they really like Jared Goff really showed his scrubbiness. <laughs> so, so let's talk about it. So Sean McVay is the quarterback of that team. Yeah. And he just like quarterbacks vicariously threw Jared Goff up until the 15-second mark in the play clock when the microphone and the helmet shuts off. So what the Patriots did is they'd show him one look up till 15 seconds and then change the look <laughs> once it happened and then basically telling Jared Goff, okay, Sean McVay's not going to beat us. You're going to beat us. And, I, and, yeah, that's a pretty damn good strategy <laughs> because Jared Goff... I mean, let's be honest, y'all. Like, he's not that good. That okay? Let's calm down. He's a franchise quarterback. Shh, don't don't lie. Come on now. He's a franchise quarterback. He but is, he's not. He he will not beat you by himself. You don't think that you, you could like if you stuck like Mitch or I'm not gonna say Mahomes because he's obviously the MVP. But I'm just trying to think of a young quarterback that you could put in the same position as Jared Goff. That could have done markedly better than him. I think if you put Mitch in, where do they play? Los Angeles. <laughs> put Jerry Goff in Chicago. I think the Rams might be, uh, the Rams would probably be better and the uh, Bears would probably be a little worse. But I feel like they would probably be about equal with where they are now. Like, it wouldn't be more than a game and a half on either side. I, I would agree with that. Not that you'd have half games at the end of the season. But right. But I know what you mean. For betting purposes. The, yeah. Not that I'm a betting man, but for betting purposes. Gotcha. Right. <laughs> I, I think I it was just the general youth and inexperience that got to him. Um, yeah. You, I mean, you don't, you don't not be a good quarterback and make the Super Bowl. I think there was one there was one time where a wide receiver made a drop and it was Brandon Cooks that I felt like he should have made the catch. Other than that, I feel like he put up a real stinker. Also, Maverick 2015 Peyton Manning would like a word with you. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you mean? Uh, laugh about it so it doesn't hurt so much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just personally but- if I was on that team, I would be really frustrated. As a defensive player, knowing that I showed up and did my job, and the 
the off the vaunted the 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 offense that has carried you throughout the season did not. Great. Like I get Bill Belichick is a great coach, but you have to be like he. They look like they didn't game plan. Like you can't. Ex- you have to expect that they're gonna throw some looks at you because it's the freaking Super Bowl. Like you the have to. You like, have to adjust with Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning was a good quarterback that had a terrible game. I feel like in this situation, Here. it seems like people are already being like, "Okay, Jared Goff is actually just a terrible quarterback in general." He is, but it's okay. Let's move on. Oh my goodness. Well, but that's just people being re- <laughs> that's just people being reactionary. See us after we lost to Louisville. Okay, so that's I a, don't that's think he is slightly different. Because you you want Jared Goff or you want Nathan Peterman? Well, I'm all I'm saying is I was never particularly a Jared Goff believer in the first place. So this kind of just affirmed my own opinion. I was never on the the Goff train in the first place. I think for him to be a number one pick, it's disappointing. Yeah. Yeah, but he also led them to a Super Bowl. Not a Super Bowl victory, but a Super Bowl game. But which he is... had two straight crap games in the in this playoff run. <laughs> like, Actually, three straight. <laughs> like, did he really lead them to the Super Bowl, or did, did the team carry him? And it's what, the third? Third year of his career, right? Second, I get third, that, but like third. I said, I so just don't. I don't, I don't think it's time to give it. up on him. He's what 24, 25? Yeah, but how many quarterbacks do we see get markedly better after a third year in the league? I'd say Drew Brees has gotten better as his career has gone on. Yeah, but I don't think Drew Brees was ever this. Andrew Luck has had Diego. a Andrew Luck has had a resurgence. Andrew Luck was hurt. That's fair. Um, Fitzmagic. He's always been bad. He's <laughs> <laughs> also bad. bad this year. He's just sneaky bad. <laughs> he is sneaky bad. Did you see the flow chart of his career? <laughs> or not a flow chart, but like a circular chart where it's like he stinks for a while, and then he gets signed as the backup quarterback. The, the starting quarterback gets hurt. Ryan Fitzpatrick comes in and plays really well. Team signs him to an extension, starts sucking again, gets cut, repeat. <laughs> Free money. Free money. Yeah, a, so. A snake eating its own tail. Uh, <laughs> that one. If we're gonna I mean, talk honestly, about- both teams played bad, I, I honestly think, because. It was, I mean, Tom Brady. Like, Tom Brady didn't play particularly well either. No, no. It was like I would say in the Peyton Manning in the Panthers game. Sorry, um, whereas like he really didn't do. It wasn't him or anything. I mean, honestly, the the MVP was almost going to be punters and kickers uh, until Julian Edelman decided that he's just going to catch everything and just get wide open. Are we going to talk about Edelman to the Hall of Fame? He is not no. a Hall of Famer. No, <laughs> that's <laughs> so stupid. It's so st- they're just saying it because he's a solid like there I heard the words Julian Edelman unguardable in the same sentence and I was like really <laughs> are we being serious right now he's are just we doing been unbelievably clutch yeah in you two can say Super Bowl you can victories. be you can be a quality wide receiver and not be a Hall of Famer like you I, can he, be is, a- he is a perfect candidate for the Hall of Very Good I think he's a pr- great candidate for the Hall of Pretty Good I think that the Julian Edelman getting into the Hall of Fame is the equivalent of Ryan Switzer getting put in Carolina's Ring of Honor at Keenan Stadium. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. On the topic of the Super Bowl, since we're, you know, talking about it, what the hell is going on with Todd Gurley? (laughs) Like, he has to be hurt. But they refuse to admit that he's hurt. For them to, like, I know C.J. Anderson is a quality running back, and Carolina did not use him properly. But at the same time, Todd Gurley was on an MVP level this season, and he was just non-existent in this playoff run. It's been kind of crazy to watch, and nothing has come out about it. Like, he wasn't on any injury report. He wasn't on nothing. 
I mean, go ahead. Go ahead and finish. No, no, no. I mean, that's. I'm just at a loss. I think that for in the Super Bowl specifically, the Rams run a lot of their um, their running backs out of the backfield to catch balls, and I think they were both running backs were targeted four times before the fourth quarter. Yeah, coming out of the backfield, like it, like there were, some like, of it was definitely Todd Gurley not looking at himself, but a lot of it was just Jerry Goff and Sean McVay not going to him. He wasn't even on the there field. Were, well, he was, a lot he of was definitely not at a hundred percent because he was hurt for those couple games going into the playoffs. But you could still not be on the injury report and not be a hundred percent because he was. You cannot be hundred percent for all the games. But there was nothing about him, and. There's nothing about him being injured, and there's a difference between – like there, nobody is 100% at this point in the season. By the time you hit February, I really highly doubt anyone's quote-unquote not 100%. But I mean there's a difference between that and looking like a shell of your former self. And I think it's a little bit of that and the fact that they weren't using him. Like they, they just weren't putting him on the field. And so I was just – it dumbfounded me because if he's not injured, like this is it. This is what you work for. This is the the moment. Why are you not using him? <laughs> it also could be like how in the NBA the game change the way you play the game changes going into the playoffs. I definitely think that's also the case in football. But you're almost MVP running back? I mean, yeah. I'm not saying it justifies it. Like it just I feel could like be a reasoning. I feel like Jared Goff could have done well with a really nice check down a couple times. <laughs> Just a solid check down for four yards, for five yards, would have done that team so much good. I don't know. The AAF is bad. Are we good? Are we transitioning? I mean, it's just on my television right now, and we we put, should also probably move on. Congrats Fair. to the Patriots. Yeah, Yay. six rings. Now go away. Go away. <laughs> go away, please. He's gonna play until he's forty-five. I firmly believe that. I mean, it's the sort of thing, like, it's, now it's become the thing, like, if you want him to go, stop him. Well, obviously. Yeah. yeah I, if you want him to go, stop Belichick. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, they go hand in hand at this point. Right, but like I said, like, the Patriots didn't have a good, like, or sorry, Tom Brady didn't even have a good game. Bill Belichick and Brian Flores, who's not, quote, is really not getting enough credit um, out of all this, created a freaking masterful defensive game plan. And, yeah, I mean, that's really what won them the game because what? It was 3-3 going into the fourth? Yeah. Yeah. And it took one Gronk catch to change all of it. So, I mean, like, it was a very good game plan, but I can't believe no one thought of it until prior. now. Prior to this moment, yeah. <laughs> like, now it's, like, the most obvious thing in the world. Like, it, that's the thing that, like, Belichick and his staff does so well. Like, there was a time this year they didn't have a running back. So, instead of, like, panicking, they just took their very good returner and made him a running back. And just stuff was like, huh, I guess he could just do that. Yeah. They're, they're very like, good at doing the obvious <laughs> very game. well. Oh, they make most of their adjustments before the 15 second mark after the 15 second mark change. I had no <laughs> idea that the mic cut off yeah. at 15 seconds. I had zero idea until the Super Bowl. And maybe that's just me being stupid, but I just didn't know. Yeah, the mic, the mic cuts off um, at 15 seconds. So you got to get everything in before then, it's which is why w- when... Uh, the Rams were super good last year. Like that was like one of the main talking points. It's like they're he's just talking to Jerry Goff up until he, when he can't. <sighs> anyway, all right, AAF, AFF. What is it? AAF, bad football. <laughs> all right, you talk about it because you seem to have the strongest opinions about it. <laughs> I mean, it. The, my only opinion is that it's not good. <laughs> I enjoyed the highlights that I watched. But right now, this, <laughs> Which dude is, is, this dude is scrambling, and, like, it was third and six, and he was nowhere close to uh, his uh, Wake's old quarterback, Wolford. Um, the quarterback play is bad. 
in bad quarterback play, it just makes football tortures. But hey, Garrett Gilbert's on the team. Good to see him. Zach Sanchez off the Panthers. Got Trent an Richardson is playing again, as is Denard Robinson. Marquise Williams is on the Commanders, I think. Yeah, he's a backup, though. Right. I'm just saying that he's he's there. Yeah. Still playing. Um, what else? Um, yeah, I mean, it'll come in time, I think. One thing that has been a really major talking point um, after yesterday was um, the inclusion of a camera that was centered on replay officials, and they were mic'd. Yeah, I think so- that's really cool. And so you kind of saw what went into the decision-making process. And I saw a lot of people calling for the NFL to do the same thing because they're starting to get increasingly annoyed about um, how long it takes to do replays. So having kind of an eye, not that they need to keep an eye on it, but I think just seeing why things are taking so long would kind of, you know, make ease the whole, oh my gosh, this is a five-minute lull in this game right now. Yeah. So I don't know if y'all agree, but yeah, I like the, I would love the idea. And we still have one football league left to make it. The XFL. The XFL. I forgot totally that the XFL was coming back. Okay. So, but I want y'all to think about this. There are barely 32 starting love, starting caliber quarterbacks in the NFL. Now and you Jared Goff have, is not one of them. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> now you have the AAF and also the XFL as professional football leagues. That and the Arena CFL, Arena Football. Arena football. Oh, yeah, but... Canadian football. Those are almost a different... Those are both, like, almost a different game. That's like, fair. There aren't enough good quarterbacks to make the, all of these leagues entertaining. Well, that's why the two minor leagues are doing gimmicky things like... The A A F F L L A is the Afla. The Aflac. <laughs> They're having like, aren't they having helmet to helmet hits legal? That well, one huge hit was legal. Yeah, I don't know if it means all helmet to helmet hits, but that's what I assumed after I don't that think, hit. I don't think helmet to helmet's legal, but I think hard hit, like hard clean hits that get called now in the NFL, or at least it looks clean from my eye. Don't it's not like a it's they're not calling Ruffin for that. And I think there's less quarterback protection. Like I think you I think it's just straight up you can hit a quarterback now and not, you know, have to feel like you have to pamper them and feed yeah. them dinner and yeah, you know. Like that whole and putting the, your weight on the quarterback rule, like I get the I get the premise, but I mean Clay yeah, Matthew but, Clay Matthews got sh- like really screwed this year a couple times on some of those calls. Did we hear about it after like October? It did happen again once and then he was really pissed. And then he, there was one time that he made it a point to not do it. And then, and no, we haven't heard about it since then, since like November. So I, I don't know. I think those sorts of things will be like, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I'm, might watch some games because it's football and it's on but like i think that at the end of the day that's what that's what it is i don't watch (laughs) i don't watch the cfl because i enjoy the cfl i watch it because i need my injection of football into my life and i hate i'm already dreading this off season when and after the nba ends just because to me i should probably mute my tv (laughs) so that's 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 my take on it. Um, whether it's going to be good or not, I don't particularly care as long as it's entertaining. Shall we take a break for an ad read? Yeah. This podcast is brought to you by Audible. For you listeners who never made Varsity, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. This week's recommendation is Leviathan Wakes by James S.A. Corey. You can listen to that through Audible or download it, download another book free by trying audible.com. 
To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash nmvpod. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash nmvpod for your free audiobook. Let's get into some basketball. We're playing basketball. Yeah. <laughs> the trade deadline has come and go. It's come mm-hmm. and go. <laughs> Yeah. Will, it has come and go. I will let y'all talk about it because y'all know a lot more about it than I Maverick. do. Maverick. Is it is it Maverick Austin Dean Hart? Is that what it is? Yeah. Is that your full name? You have the floor, my friend. <laughs> because the Dallas Mavericks won the trade deadline. Period. Yeah. So it all starts off with I'm at work. I think. You think? <laughs> Are you sure? Because I feel like I and I check my phone on my break to see y'all blowing up my phone, and then I, and we find out that Chris Stapp's Porzingis, the day after we played them in the Garden, was traded to the Dallas Mavericks along with Tim Hardaway Jr., Courtney Lee, and Trey Burke, in exchange for DeAndre Jordan, Wesley Matthews. And Dennis Smith Jr. as long along with some first round picks, so I definitely think that was the blockbuster trade of the deadline. Um, it's a lot. It, it was a whole lot because a lot of the fans were getting around Dennis Smith Jr. being our point guard of the future. We had finally got DeAndre Jordan after that whole fiasco, and Wesley Matthews was one of the players that kind of has been with us like through the rough years and. We trade them, and but let it be known, we have made some power moves, and the unicorn is a Dallas Maverick, and the Dallas Mavericks are quickly becoming the Euro team of America. Yeah, man. So, and now yeah, it's already been reported, uh, Chris Stapps will not play this season, so in the short term, I think it's very much Dallas kind of taking an L in the season, and very much looking at the long game and for the future because now we have Chris Stapp's contract and with him being a potential restricted free agent, we can go ahead and just give him the super max and, and go from there. I'd much rather just go ahead and pay him the money than have him sign a qualifying offer and then be an unrestricted free agent next year. So I hope hopefully Mark and staff get him to join on there. But I, I like this move for Dallas. Having Luka Doncic and Chris Stapps Porzingis and Dirk Nowitzki on the same squad. So what's your what's your projected starting five for next year? For next season? Well, and the and that goes into our second move too, because we traded Harrison Barnes. We'll talk about that one probably more in a second. Yeah, we will. I was gonna bring Where it up. That was very much a salary dump because now we can give Chris Stapps the full max. And we have $30 million of cap space where now we've become one of the, we have cap space for a max player. I mean, I'm not sure we're going to get anybody because I know how bad we are in free agency and I don't trust it, but we're there. And I feel like we have a different allure this time than we did with even Dirk, where we have two young guys, two elite players who have already demonstrated their abilities and can make a young core. So what's minus free agency? If you were going to start the season next year, what is your current starting five without any free agent signings? Um, Jalen Brunson, Tim Hardaway Jr., Luka Doncic, Chris Stapps, and Dwight Powell. So what you're saying is you need a center slash power forward. And you really Basically. need a point guard. Yes. Bro, you know what? Take Kemba because he doesn't deserve – not he doesn't deserve. Sorry. Charlotte does not deserve Kemba Walker. So please take him. Because, well, <laughs> because... There were reports that Charlotte was knocking on the door. Um, but we – for Harrison and that we took the Kings offer instead. It would have so been I'm uh, anxious Harrison to see Barnes what that, for right. Nick Batum. Oh, God. Why didn't you make the trade? No, oh, I wanted him me. so bad. Nope. I'll take the Kings trade. 
No, take so then that. Days, take that French boy away <laughs> from this team. So that after French the, boy, the not Porzingis, the other French boy, uh, that particular French boy. No, Tony Parker can stay. <laughs> yes. After the Porzingis aftermath, uh, in the middle of a game, we find out that Harrison Barnes had been traded to the Sacramento Kings in exchange for uh, Zebo. Zach still in the uh, league. Yeah, I never thought I would say that he would be a Dallas Maverick, and I won't have to because he didn't report, and we waved him. Uh, <laughs> oh, really? I didn't even see that. Uh, yeah, you know, we waved him. Too. He's probably going to Memphis um, to finish his career. And then we got another Tar Heel. Jay Jax. Jay Jack is a Dallas Maverick. He's coming back home to Texas. So you think he'll get some viable playing time? I don't want him to be a bench, bench sitter, bro. Uh, they're still rotating him in, but his first shot – was a three and he made it. Okay. Like he can, like I genuinely believe that Jay Jax has a role in the NBA. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for him. Like I said, we're really going young on this. So uh, yeah. I think his three and D style, whereas compared to Harrison Barnes isolation style is more conducive to the map system that we have now with Luka Doncic, um, where Luka can play make, not only on his own, but create a shot for Justin if he's on the wing. Because Justin, I feel like, is a player that needs other needs his teammates to help him create the shot. Whereas Harrison was an isolation person, whereas he could make his own shot. Okay. So, I mean, did we already really talk about Harrison Mars getting traded in the middle of a game? Did we talk about the optics of that? Not great, Bob. Not great, Bob. I mean, like, I get it, but you couldn't wait until now, after the game to, to – like, he's on yeah. the bench during the game. I think a game. lot of fans were like that as well. Yeah. But to be very clear, he was spoken to – both him and his agent were spoken to prior to the game and were told that that is a very real possibility that he was going to be traded that night. And asked if he still wanted to play, he said yes. So he was full aware of the prospect – I don't think he necessarily knew when it actually went down. But then again, uh, Dirk was saying, he was like, I was in there and I was like, because usually Harrison's my rotation. I was like, isn't Harrison supposed to come and get me sometime? I now? was going to say, so obviously the optics aren't good, but I don't think this isn't a unique thing to basketball. Like this happens in baseball, not every year, but it's happened enough before that I've heard of it happening. And usually what will happen is the guy will immediately get taken out of the game and he'll, like, immediately get shipped off. And, like, he'll say his goodbyes in the dugout and whatever. Also, someone is echoing right now. Um, yeah, I heard it too. But He'll my- say his... Whatever. He'll say his goodbyes in the dugout and get shipped off. And I don't think basketball is different than baseball. My thing is, it's like if I went to work and got fired at lunchtime, it's like, why did I show up then? Like you, you couldn't tell, like you couldn't tell me like a couple hours ago, so I didn't have to show up to work and see everybody. Well, they did tell him that it was a real possibility, and he did choose to play. So I think it would be like if they said to you, "We're laying people off today. There's a good chance you're one of them. Do you still want to come into work?" Hmm. Well, my answer would have been yeah. no. So it's not like it's not like it's it, well, yeah, and. It's not like it came out of nowhere in that sense. Like, I think he knew it was coming. Also, no, and Sac has – that was, like, for weeks now. Sacramento was, like, knocking. And, I mean, on, like, Mavs insider pages and everything, a lot of reports that they were looking at a deal like this. So I don't – this was definitely not out of the blue in the slightest. And it, it, I hated it for him because I love Harrison, and Harrison has a really strong connection to the community. Um and so I hate to see him leave in that kind of a fashion, especially for someone that, again, came to Dallas during some of those darker years um, and sort of rode the storm. And But I, in, that, in that case, not only being a Tar Heel and loving him to death, wish him nothing but the best in Sacramento. So why did you I, – I, like, understand why now. Like, I get it. Like, Kristaps is that dude if he can stay healthy. But why go through all the trouble for DeAndre Jordan if you're if they just go ahead and trade him? I think it's the ultimate savagery, if you ask me. Like, think about it. I mean, 
He spurns us, goes back to the Clippers, and we kind of go on with our own lives. Last season comes around. We're like, hey, you want to come to us? And he's like, I kind of feel like this is the only place to go right now. You, you only have enough cap space to, to give me what I want. Goes to us, and we trade him to the worst team in the league. If Mark Cuban didn't play the long game on that one, I don't know what he did. I don't think Sacramento's the worst team in the league. Wait, no, no, you traded to the Knicks, sorry. The, yeah, you traded him to the worst team the in the league. I think the Cavs are ten, the worst team in the league. The 10-win Knicks. The Cavs so. have nine wins, I think. And we are really bad. Yeah, but so. hashtag take but for we Zion. Have, we, have a new, we have more of a future than the Knicks. If you, I swear to God, if the Knicks get the first pick and don't pick Zion and they pick RJ, I'm going to have a conniption. No, I feel like they're they're going to pick Zion. But uh, on the Knicks side, oh, we of things, have eleven wins. We're better than the Knicks. Heck yeah! <laughs> on the Knicks side of things, Chris Dapps told them either get better or trade me, and they traded him fifteen minutes later. Like, if you hold on to him for the rest of the year, and you have a chan- one a chance at the number one pick, two enough cap space to get KD, you could have Chris Porzingis. Kevin Durant and Zion Williamson, you have a big three immediately next year. Like I said, that was the whole point, and I believe Max Kellerman probably touched on this the most, is that you had Kristaps Porzingis, a 23-year-old unicorn, on his rookie deal, and you trade him instead of trading the other pieces? Yeah. And I, but, hey, Dallas, Dallas finessed. Jimmy D needs – I don't think it's finessing if they're that incompetent. <laughs> Jimmy D needs to sell that team and play his yeah. concert somewhere. You play his concerts. <laughs> like I, said, I, I mean, I think the future is bright for us. Now, you know, you want to hear who people want just to add another to the collection. Who? Giannis. He's not leaving the, but he loves the Bucks, man. He, he loves playing. He lo- plays for Dallas. He loves playing in Milwaukee, man. Whose brother's on our team. He's not leaving Milwaukee. No, um, I don't know why they want to go after KD. I don't want KD. I, I don't think he'd fit in our system. I think the system would fit to KD. Yeah, you, if you if you have a chance of getting KD, you change the you system. change the system, <laughs> well, bro. <laughs> remember, this is the guy that called Mark Cuban an idiot after he made comments about Russell Westbrook. So I don't think he wants to come to Dallas. Probably not. All I'm saying is. Whatever system gets KD, they will change that system <laughs> because it is KD. <laughs> now I'm still excited for hours. So yeah, there's that's a, fair. I mean, you're on the up and up. Other you're on the up and up, and you have every right to be excited about the Mavericks. Mm-hmm. We, we need to move on soon. But were there any other like big trades outside the league? Because yes. the Pelicans ended up not doing anything. Mark Markel Fultz traded to the Orlando Magic. Yep. Yeah, go ahead and hide him in Florida where no one will see him. Not even so in the fun part better. of Florida. <laughs> like Maybe he's got Disney. Use some magic to heal his shoulder. He's got Disney, but dang, man. I think Miritich to um, Toronto is big. Toronto's got a squad. You know what? So does so does Philadelphia though, because they traded for Tobias Harris, and he's a clean, and he's a Bobon. clean fifteen to twenty point player. Yeah. Now, that's a squad, too. Like, I don't know what it is about Tobias and Boban getting traded to all the same teams, but Boban, you're, you get Boban coming off the bench? It was just really funny to me when Tobias Harris got traded and everyone was like, this is one of the biggest moves. I was like, when did we start talking about Tobias Harris like this? Yeah, I know. I didn't realize <laughs> Tobias Harris was like some kind of transcendent talent that everyone – but I'm like, he's a clean – He's a starter. He's a clean starter that could get you fifteen to twenty a game. Yeah, he's good. It's just, oh, but I didn't realize that it, it was like, oh my god, Tobias Harris. It was just <laughs> funny to me that like out of nowhere, like Tobias Harris stands out of the, <laughs> the capes came We're gonna out ta- quick. Are we gonna talk about how Tobias Harris has more stands than Katie <laughs> after this trade deadline? <laughs> Did not see that one coming. Not a Tar Heels traded. Um, Reggie Bullock going to the Lakers from Detroit. Uh, Wayne Ellington getting traded to the Suns, and then he did get waived and is signing with Detroit. Um, J-Jack to Dallas, Harrison to Sacramento. Definitely some heels on the move. 
Heels on the Move. Something on we the did move. not see all fall. Um, speaking of heels, Carolina basketball riding a bit of a winning streak. A bit. I mean, you mean the greatest ACC start since Roy Williams has been coach? I bet there are certain people on this video call who are happy that the one episode where some people hit the panic button got lost. (laughs) Not naming any names. (laughs) Is that me? Did I hit the panic button? Yes. You think hit the panic button, David. (laughs) Did I? You know, let me this team was the exact same as last year. Can I can I give you my honest like this is how my hot takes work solely based on emotion of the moment like 100% like 100% like 100% zero foresight whatsoever as Cam Newton so elegantly put it hindsight is 50-50 So yes no, but I mean, like, I mean, did anybody feel great after? Did anybody feel great after that Louisville win? Because when you have the worst home loss in the Roy Williams era, it's like I was like, uh, this team looks like we would get smacked by Tech. Like this looks like the same exact team that would get smacked by a Texas A and M in the tournament again. And they've, I mean, like a healthy Cam Johnson. Kobe White coming into form and not forcing things and and coming into his own on offense and getting better. Nas, underrated part of his game, getting better on defense. Like like look at if you looked at Nas at the start of the season and looked at him now, you'd be like, this is a different player. This is a completely different player. Got to get ready to strap up Zion. Yeah, man. Um, his defense has been better. He's not forcing his offense. He's driving to the lane, not forcing as many jump shots. Um, I agree. But he's he, also Nas sorry, is also. I think Nas is also still scared to go up strong to the hoop in traffic, because there he, were definitely a couple opportunities during the game yesterday that he passed up. I would be happy if Nas took fifteen layups at the rim. Like I would be ecstatic if he would just take it to the rim fifteen. If he drove fifteen times and took fifteen shots at the rim and took no jump shots, I'd be like yes. Because <laughs> he can draw foul. He has, I think, the second most, third most free throw attempts on the team. And he plays, and all the other two are starters. I think it's Cam and, and um, Luke that, that shoot the most, um, that shoot the most uh, free throws. Yeah, that would make sense. So let's take a look at our last three games. Uh, first of which against Louisville. <laughs> at Louisville, the return trip after getting popped at home, they win 79 to 69. Run it uh, back. The run it back Roy game. <laughs> Luke May uh, leading all scorers with 20. Uh, 20 and 11. Uh, and only t- uh, Kobe did not shoot well that game. He was 3 of 16, but also had 4 assists. And the team only turned the ball over 10 times. Also out-rebounded Louisville 39, uh, 49 to 32. Which we did not do the first time. Yes. Got killed on the glass. All around, big win. It's not easy to win in the yum center. Um, But we went and did it. Also, I don't like Chris Mack for some reason. Like, his face just bothers me. I think he's a good coach. I think he might win coach of the year. He he, He is a good coach. I'm just saying I don't like him. Um... Where did Next. he used to coach? Sorry, where did he use to Xavier. coach? Xavier. Xavier, that's where, okay. Mm-hmm. Running that pack line. Um. <laughs> that's just what we needed, another freaking pack line team in the ACC. Next up, we had uh, our friends down in Raleigh came down and scored 96 points after their 24 Offensive point explosion. Out- <laughs> outing. Um, still almost lost by 20 um, as the Heels uh, scored uh, 113. Are we going to talk I about how they say that I said, I said we scored, were going to kick the crap on. out of them. I was just going to say they scored 10 in the last minute and 30 when we had our B team in. Yeah, the, the game was over from the from very early on. I was so it was it it wasn't even as close as 96 113. They, no, they ended, went on like a 10. Yeah, like you said, a 10 0 run to finish the game, I think. 
Yeah. Uh, ten. They scored. Yeah, they had a ten nothing run, fourteen to four run. Um, after we took the starters out, so take that into account. It is one hundred and nine to eighty two. So. Uh, heels just look good. Like I, I don't know what else to say besides they looked good. Uh, that that state defense was porous. Like we were, we were jetting down the court that game. But good lord, <laughs> I have a question: Is it an impermissible benefit if we brainwash Luke May to think that every team game. is NC State? My God, my boy does not, does not like NC State. I, I forget who it was, but um, someone said that uh, five thousand years ago, Luke May's family was, or Luke May's family ancestral village was attacked by a pack of wolves. <laughs> and ever since then, <laughs> it was um, it was Mark Armstrong who said that. Yeah, that's who it was. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> the only UNC player to have three separate 30-point games against NC State. Did you see them ask Kevin Keats, how does it feel never to have to play Luke May again? And he was like, oh, well, we might play them in the tournament. And that then all Wolfpack fans were like, oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> don't, don't bring that juju upon us. Stop. <laughs> don't speak it into existence. <laughs> Like when he said that state state stuff didn't exist, and then it very it existed so hard. I just yeah. don't understand how you score twenty four points and score ninety six the next, and still lose both games. <laughs> like they held VT to forty six points, and if you would have told any NC State fan that they held the team to forty six one game. And scored ninety six the other. They'd have been like, we went two and zero. What's that coma meme where he wakes up? And he's like, they're like, oh my god, you've been in a coma for a week. And they're like, that's okay, as long as I saw my wolf pack <laughs> score more than twenty four points. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh, and no. then yesterday, we had. Uh, North Carolina and Miami. Who boy, can we stop playing Miami at home, please? I'm, t- can I'm just sick stop of it. playing Miami. <laughs> yeah, can we? I don't stop playing Jim Lair Niega. <laughs> it's just, uh, he looks like a corpse on the court, man. <laughs> he is a second rate Jim Beheim. He, he looks like somebody who looks like Bernie Sanders. Do we still have to play Syracuse this year? Yes, yes. son of a gun. <laughs> At home. My, the thing that just left me dumbfounded, flabbergasted, awestruck, was Chris Likes. I don't know why this kid just, just decides to wreck us. Well, and I don't know why we can't defend a five eight well, point guard. He is five five at most. First of all, second of all, he fades away and shoots it from behind his head. So unless you've got someone like Leaky guarding him, which we really missed Leaky during that game, there's no way you can guard him. There's um, I look at that I'm, like I don't want to diss someone for their game, but he he carries that ball every time he he, he drip like every time he drives that ball he puts that hand under the ball and he carries it and I'm like good lord like nobody wants to see that called like I don't want to be that guy that's like oh you know but you know what rules. guy you're being. That's the guy I'm being right now because I really hate it. <laughs> like, I'll let Kobe do it because I love that boy and his hair. But when your whole offensive game is built around carrying the ball, it's like, okay, come on. Whatever. We won. So, whatever. I mean, we about lost. And then down three with 10 seconds to go, my boy yeah. Luke with ice blood in the water. Ice blood in the water. <laughs> it's, it's, My boy Scrappy Drew was telegraphing celebrations in the water. So I mean, hit a hit a beautiful three. Um, a lot of people thought that Kobe was going to take that shot, and I think Miami bit on that, and that's what left Luke right open on the wing. Oh, I didn't think the they they double teams Kobe. Yeah, as they should have, because Kobe was 
out of this world. And you know what? Kobe probably would have hit it if he took it anyway. (laughs) Yeah, 31 points, 7 of 10 from 3. I'm doubling Kobe there. With 6 assists on top of that. Well, 5 going into that. 5, maybe. But yes. Kobe's got some ice in his veins. My God. That 3 that he hit as time expired. Like the faded shot on the left wing that we were, that was probably like with, like I think with seven minutes to go in the game. I think that's what kind of started the momentum for us. So I'm going to try to wrap this into the end of the podcast a little bit. So we have Kobe, who absolutely just won, he's gone. Yeah, after, yeah, if it he's wasn't so obvious, he's, he's got he's out of here. Um which if two, we if we don't get Cole Anthony, so next year's gonna be rough, man. Because I heard I saw an article that said he was trending towards Oregon and I wanna die. Well yeah, I, I saw that, but that's also all speculation. I get it, but we need that kid, man. We need it. Uh, my sister's calling me. Should I answer it? Yes. You can answer because I have a question to stall time and I also have one more well, thing to talk about from the, the game. Podcast. Oh, <laughs> Sure. Go ahead. Hey, you're on the podcast. Oh, perfect. We haven't done the content. We haven't done the content episode yet, so we'll do that. (laughs) All right. Cool. Thanks. Love you. Hello. Hi. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Cool. I'll add that to the rundown. What did you okay. say? I couldn't quite hear. The Atlanta trailer came out. Oh, hey. <laughs> um, but so, two. Well, but yeah, go ahead with your whatever. Okay, so my first so- quick sidebar: uh, they announced that field hockey's retiring Ashley Hoffman's number at the game. Uh, she won National Player of the Year this year, so they're retiring her number. She's the fifth ever for field hockey. So congrats to her. And. <laughs> Second of all, do y'all think that Kobe is the best spray and pray player that we've had in the past since we y'all have been at Carolina? He is a volume shooter. Because he is a volume shooter, and he <laughs> is the, if there are seven le- seconds or less left on the shot clock, give him the ball, and he will spray it, and we will pray. I mean, I like his chances if he shoots it. All of Carolina's, I won't say that. Joel was also a volume shooter. So I guess the question is, is he better than Joel? I don't, that's hard, dude. You can't tell me he's better. Like, In the clutch? I feel like they're I different. Know. I feel like they're different players still. Like, I know Have Joel was technically... Have you seen Kobe a, White's clutch stats? Is that the last five minutes? I think so. I'm not I'm saying Kobe... It up right now. I'm not going to say Kobe is better than Joel, and I'm not going to say Joel is better than Kobe. I think they're two different games... And we don't have to compare our beloveds. <laughs> no Sophie's choice here. No. Kobe White's per 40 clutch stats this season. 45.2 points, 7.8 rebounds, 4.7 assists, 0.0 turnovers. That's really good. As amazing as Joel was in the clutch, Kobe turns it up like no one I've ever seen before. But speaking of clutch... Carolina was down four points in the last minute and sent that game into overtime. Do you think if Virginia is in that same scenario, they w- they can win that game? If Virginia is in that scenario? Yes. No. Like, they have good three-point shooters, but that team is built to be ahead. <laughs> Like, I feel like any time Virginia is down by a sizable margin, I mean, look at last night when they played Duke. When they're down by a sizable margin, they struggle, man, struggle, because their pace is not built to, <laughs> to come back from a deficit. Now, did y'all, did y'all watch a good bit of that game? Yeah, the Virginia-Duke game? Yes. Yeah. I did, I did. not. I was at a funeral. Oh. Um. Duke is not going to shoot like that again. No. Uh, Duke went into that game shooting 30% from three. They shot over 60% from three that game. They're like almost last in the ACC. Actually, they're pretty close to the bottom like quadrant 
in basketball at three-point shooting. Yeah, they are not good three-point shooters, and they shot the lights out. So I, I don't think you can count on Duke doing that again. But, one, Virginia looked really careless with the ball yesterday, which is something you do not see from a, um, from a Tony <clears throat> Bennett team. Well, not only that, they had a lot. They had to make up for a like. I'm sorry, but like the athleticism, like factor, was way like that gap was really far. Like when you have Jack Salt, Kyle Guy, and like Ty, like Ty Jerome leading your team, it's like um, they don't. They're not exactly explosive. <laughs> so it's like in a non non stereotypical way. Like those I are really just not. Love Ty Jerome's game though. <laughs> That's right. That's fine. I'm not calling them bad players. I'm just saying, like Zion, RJ, Cam, and Trey, or Ty, uh, Kyle, Guy, and Jack Salt. <laughs> you know, I'm still mad. I still don't think Jack Salt. Like every time I see him, I was like, he can't be good. Like there's no he's, way he's not. <laughs> he's a, he's a, he's a center that is. He's like a traditional center in the fact that he just takes up space. And he's a rim protector. He's he averages four points a game. <laughs> so imagine him at Carolina. Anyway, oh, he would get so much hate here, man. The top sixteen teams from the NCAA. This will be the last thing we talk about. We have starting at sixteen, going down: Wisconsin, uh, Louisville, Nevada, and Iowa State as our fours. Marquette, Houston, Kansas, and Purdue as our threes. Michigan State, uh, Carolina, Michigan, and Kentucky as our twos. And Gonzaga, Virginia, Tennessee, and Duke as our ones. That ones and twos sound about right. I think Kentucky might sneak into the, the ones if Virginia... Okay, another thing. There are still five losses to be distributed between Duke, Carolina, and Virginia. Like, yeah. Between those three teams, there are at least five more losses. So, considering Virginia's strength of schedule, if they drop a few, I can see them going to the two-line. Kansas looks bad. Yeah. Well, they lost LeGerald Vick, and Azabuki is injured, isn't he? For the year. Yes. Oh, sorry. I didn't realize he was out for the year. I didn't either. Oh, wow. Well, they lost DeSousa. They lost LeGerald Vick for a while. I don't, like, indefinitely. For personal reasons, right? Yeah. Yeah. And He's then gone. Azubuki's gone. So that team is a shell of its former self. And I really think, I mean, unless, like, I really think that Kansas is going to lose out early. I think... Michigan has shown a little bit of weakness. Michigan State has been shown a lot of weakness. Well, yeah, lately. Michigan State is a very, very beatable team without Langford. Yeah, and he's out for the year. Yeah. So I, I think there are some cracks forming um, to for for teams to sneak into that one two spot. Um, I think who'd you say would sneak up, Colby? You think would sneak out Kentucky. into them? Kentucky. I could see Kentucky if they keep if they win the SEC and they do well in the SEC tournament. I feel like they sneak up and win a, a one seed. I think if we do well against uh, Virginia, if we beat Virginia and beat Duke once, I think we're in a good spot for a one seed. As I, long as we make the semis of the ACC tournament, right? I think we're pretty solidly like looking forward. I think we're. I think a two seed is a good bet. I, yeah, yeah, right. I, I think right. I think that there's a very small chance that we finish lower than a two seed and a very small chance we finish higher than a two seed. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. I'm just saying to get a one seed, we'd probably have to do really well against Virginia and win our home game against Duke. Well, look, it's Maurice Jones drew. I mean, we're going two and zero against Duke, so that's not an issue. Oh my goodness. Okay. (laughs) We need to get out of here. You could yeah, take that to, to the bank. Loopy. I am yeah. not going to let that check bounce. Nope. Um, <laughs> but we're going to get out of here. We have another show to record. Uh, and your boy's hungry. So 
If you want to find us, you can do that at tinyurocom varsity. Leave us a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. Anything you liked or didn't like, be sure to let us know via our Twitter at NeverMadePod. Thank you to Audible for sponsoring the show. For your 30-day trial, go to audibletrialcom NMVPod. Thank you to David Cutter for the music. And we'll see you later? Tomorrow? <laughs> Question mark? Huh? Jared Goff's not a franchise QB. Bye.